Welcome back to episode number 72 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff, the MP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, guys, so keep comments and questions coming to me. I really do appreciate you guys giving me feedback. I really do. And uh, I've been pretty silent the last couple days, and we're up to 871 on Facebook. So we're so close, guys. I know we only have a couple weeks left. Before that 1,000 mark, we might not hit it. I need your help. I need you guys. It's all you guys. I'm not doing that much. I'm just putting out a couple shows a week, and then you guys are doing all the spreading of the word. So I'm relying on you guys to help me. Um, If you think this show's worth anything, if you think there's value in what I'm doing, I'm not asking for anything. All I'm asking for is for you guys to spread the word and help me with it. So I appreciate it. You guys are helping, and I do. I see a lot of shares, but I think we're hitting saturation on Facebook. I'm not sure how else to do it. So you guys got to tell people verbally. Go to your office. You guys got friends at work that are NPs or PAs or, or doctors, anybody that, that's remotely interested in this topic, let them know. RNs that are thinking about going back to school, this is a great topic for them. So you can always do that. Any of the contract stuff, you can tell friends about that stuff too because that kind of applies to anybody. If your dad's a mechanic or something, you say, hey, here's some contract stuff. It might, might be helpful to you. Anywho, um, today I want to talk. I'm, I'm kind of running like, you know, I'm just kind of blah on topics. I'm not going to lie to you. Some of the topics I've seen are, that people have just, I've hit saturation on some things. I'm like, I've already hit a lot of those. And so I'm still getting a ton of comments and questions, but I, I'm just forwarding back to people the episodes that I've already done, and, and usually that answers their questions, and, and that's cool. I'm glad. That's that's a great resource that's there. But I need new ideas from you guys, and I, I do have one today, but it's kind of a spinoff of one I've already done. Um, and I've got a couple other ones that are still that I've got to do research on. I just don't have time <laughs> to do the research. I really want to do it right. I don't want to screw it up. And so i got to do some research on a couple of them. But I got one that came in yesterday from a solid guy. He listens all the time. Um, and he said, um, what's your thoughts on percentage-based bonus systems? And I kind of already touched my thoughts on bonus structures in the past. But that was more like RVUs and dealing with that type of stuff. And this type of bonus structure um, that he's in- inferring, I'm, I assume you're talking about, would be percentage of revenue either brought in or revenue um, build out or they, some, something based on your revenue in general, a percentage. And I've seen a couple of them online where people say, you know, I got this deal, I'm not sure if it's a good deal, and, I, and they're going to pay me 55% and the practice is going to take 45% and they're going to treat me as a contract employee and they're going to, but they're not going to pay for any of my stuff. And so it was like this weird hybrid of, of uh, contractor versus em, contract employee. And, and so, I, you know, when I see those types of things that get really confusing on how the deal is done, I, I tend to shy away from them. That doesn't mean that I wouldn't always. I, I guess I would really have to be really careful on what the expectations were and, you know, what are you paying for? What am I paying for? And as long as the total dollars there would be okay, I'd be all right with it. The problem is as a new grad, which I'm not a new grad, but I'm newer, right? I'm, you know, I'm less than a year experience. The problem is is that while you're building up your practice, while you're getting credentialed, while you're doing a lot of those things, you're not going to have a lot of revenue in. So if your bonus is based on your first year, it's going to be crap. It just is. So And, and you don't know what it's going to be. And I don't like unknowns in a contract. I like to know what my base would be, like really a good solid base, where if my bonus, quote unquote, and again, I've, I've said it in the past, I don't like the word bonus. 
I, I don't. And, and if, if you're considering your bonus as part of your salary that you rely on, I think of Christmas vacation, right? When, when uh, Clark Griswold gets the Jelly of the Month Club at the end, and he's all pissed off because he bought the pool. He already put the down payment down. He was counting on the quote-unquote bonus as part of his salary for years and years. He, he, and that expectation was there. So I don't like that. I don't like being, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to you know, assume that that's there as part of my salary, but it's never a guarantee. That's a true bonus. I don't like them. I like my salary known. If I do this for you, you do that for me. That's what I like. And if you want to do an incentive above and beyond that, by all means, let's do that. If you want to call it a bonus, call that a bonus. I'm okay with that. But if it's part of your salary and you have a productivity-based salary, then I, I want to know exactly how much I'm going to get <laughs> for a number of patients or something that's controllable. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. It's dumb. I, I, if, if you're going to take advantage of me and not pay me to sit there when I could get paid to go do work at somewhere else, and maybe it's not my fault that the patients aren't coming in, or it's maybe it's not my fault that... Um, that the things aren't getting billed properly, then I, that's not my fault. Sorry, that's yours or someone else's. I'm not going to take the hit for that one. I've worked too hard to get to where I am to take the hit for that. So that's that's kind of where I'm going with my with my idea on percentage based. Now, would I do a percentage based? Yeah, I don't care, but it, the numbers got to make sense. So would I do a 45-55 split where I get 55 and they get 45? Maybe. It just depends on what the the number is. If it's based upon my revenue that I that I uh, bill out, and and the practice is established, and I've got experience, and I'm and I'm cranking out twenty people, twenty five people a day, then I'm okay with it because you know even if I'm billing at a 50, 50 bucks per patient, that's a decent chunk of change. You're talking upward of three hundred plus thousand dollars a year that you're billing out. You want to give me 55% of that? I'm okay with it. That's like 170 grand. That's a good deal. But my my bet is that that's never going to happen. <laughs> They're not going to do that. You're not going to probably get 170. They'll find a way to screw you. Maybe at the discretion of the employer or adjustments may be made or the contract can be terminated at any time for any reason. And they'll just terminate the agreement and rewrite the thing when you start making too much money. So that that would be my concern. Now, if you trust the people, if you know the people, if it's you know you know friends of family and you know that's kind of a known entity, then maybe they'll they'll stand up for that. But if the deal's too good to be true, then probably they're going to redo it, or they're going to or they're going to screw you, because they're giving up too much revenue. They could fire you and get somebody in there for 120. Why are they going to pay you an extra 50 grand? They get somebody else to do it. Now, if you're the revenue generator and you're the reason that people are coming into the practice and there's no, uh, no, no solicitation agreement in the contract and you can walk away and take all those people with you, then maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they'll sit back on their haunches and say, yeah, keep doing your thing, dude. Have fun. But it really depends. And that's probably not as realistic either. I mean, because usually you're in a practice. Usually there's physicians. If it's an NP practice, maybe, but usually there's multiple people and they're all bringing a chunk of change to the table in form of revenue. So it was a good question. Um, I did see that one post with those numbers, the 55-45, and, and there was a bunch of other really weird restrictions in that one, and I was like, eesh. I think I said, nope, wouldn't do it. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even counter. And, and uh, one of the, the leaders in our industry, uh, 
for, uh, and I'm not going to use their name, but one of our leaders in the industry, we'll just leave it at that, made the comment, and I was like, I commented on her thread, but she said, don't be offended by these crappy deals, these crappy offers, because it's business, and it's, yeah, it is business, but you know what, sometimes you got to set a point and say, look, I'm not even going to entertain that, you can get realistic when you want to be realistic, and that's a dumb deal for my part, so I'm not even going to counter you, you completely don't value what I do, and, and I've talked about this in the past too, either you don't value me at all, and you're insulting me because you just think you, that I'm that crappy of a, of a pref- professional or a profession, either way, or you don't understand what I do, and you don't know what I bring to the table. So either way, it's the end, same, end, same end result. It's the same thing. They treat you, they're going to treat you like crap because they either don't know or they know and they don't care. Which one do you want to deal with? Neither. <laughs> so I'm not going to counter. So I, I kind of set back and responsible. Well, yeah, sometimes you just got to say no, walk away, you know? I mean, that, that's ridiculous. That's that's absurd. And and then she came back with something else, and I don't remember. It was pretty softball. And it was it was, it was was cordial. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to be mean. But, but, yeah, it's business. But, you know, from the business person's perspective, if I was the boss, if I was the owner of the practice, and I had an NP come to me, and I lowballed a crappy offer, or it was so complex and convoluted that in reality I was going to be able to screw them in in their pay, or you know, not give them a bonus, or decrease, or or jip them somehow, then then I would expect to get the crappiest employees I could, because they can't take a job anywhere else, and I'm going to have more problems with that. So why would I do that to myself? I want to pay the brightest and the best. I'm I'm advertising. I'm paying a ton of money. I want the cream to come to me. I want the top. I want the, the I want the the good stuff. So I, just uh, that that philosophy of oh well you're just a don't don't be offended it's just business. Well you don't have to be offended but you don't have to t- even contemplate the deal. And so there are a lot of people that do get offended by a bad deal. And I, I'm not going to lie too. I mean there's a, there's something you know automatic autonomic some kind of natural response that when somebody you know is trying to take advantage of you you're kind of pissed so i you know i get that and 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 i had one do that to me when i was when i was negotiating with some co- with some companies and i told them point blank i, I know your original original offer we all talk and i'm not even going to contemplate that so if you want want to talk to me here's where you need to be <laughs> and that's where i'm going and it was an astronomical number and they came up like two grand i'm like screw you i said that's not going to work so that's that's a dumb deal. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make the same money as an RN and have all the responsibility and liabilities and all the ec- extra time associated with being a nurse practitioner. Just not going to do it. I'm not going to be disrespected. So, but that that was kind of I think on that thread. I think it was that one. And I didn't mean to talk about that, but I just remembered it. It was just kind of a fun exchange. And But I, I do respect this person. I really do. It's not that I don't respect them. And it's, and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful in my response, but I just... That, that was kind of a, a ridiculous comment. I mean, when somebody makes such a bad offer, and it's so obvious that you either don't know or don't care, it doesn't even justify a response back to them. Just ignore them. Don't even call them back. It's not, that, at that point, it's not business. At that point, they're just being spiteful, or they're doing it to, to. If they didn't want you, why would they even lowball an offer? If you don't find me attractive as an applicant, don't offer. Just say we're not interested. You know, you're not getting a deal. 
This isn't a used car that you're trying to buy. This is a professional. <laughs> you want the best. You want the Cadillac. You want the Mercedes. Lamborghini. Whatever. Whatever car you like. All right. Another one I saw. This was, um, like I said, in past. I, I scanned through some of these um, like AANP news brief things that come through email, and I skimmed through the topics on those, and I skimmed through uh, Medscape's articles every now and then, and, and I do it usually in the morning before I'm you know, getting coffee ready and stuff before kids are up. And I was skimming through this morning, and they had a couple good ones on Medscape, and one of them was that just kind of justified something that I've talked about in the past. And it was about research. And there was this guy in the UK that's, that's a research like guru and statistical whiz that went through a crap ton of studies that are medically related. And he basically has come down to the fact that there's like over 5,000 studies that he's found that, that are not probable. <laughs> the, the outcomes that they're saying in the study aren't probable. Now, th by statistical means... So they're, in other words, they're they're not um, they're not statistically significant. They're not meeting the ninety five percent you know confidence interval or the you know their alpha of five or whatever you know however you want to get to that. It's the same flip side of the same coin, right? But this guy this guy did this this research. He did a research project to analyze research projects and basically said that over five thousand of them that are peer reviewed and published are full of crap. Now, which ones are there? I have no idea. But he did mention JAMA. <laughs> that, that's kind of a big deal one, right? That's extremely peer-reviewed. And a bunch of anesthesia ones were in this article. And it's in Medscape, so if you want to go find it, you can. You can go to Medscape, look it up. It's one of the articles. And it was an really interesting read because you know, I, I brought it to light in, in my doubts of certain research studies um, when I was talking about immunizations and whether I find that the, the level of uh, of safety is really being reported as what it is, and and um, and, and so I just this kind of proves that you know I mean it doesn't prove it, but it at least gives some credence to the idea that research studies are sometimes just a bunch of crap that people throw together to get something approved so that they can get it you know get something through the FDA or, or to do to do this study to get more grant money or to you know so there's a ton of reasons people are doing research projects um, and and a lot of it is just built through academia if we don't do research projects we don't get these giant research grants from the US government to do more research grants so we need to do a research project and we better make it significantly statistical uh, or statistically significant, I should say, so that we can get more research grants. So I, I find it somewhat disingenuous sometimes when I hear professors, and I, the, one of my guys that's a professor is not a medical guy and occasionally listens to the show, and I'm not talking about you, because I love you, brother. You're a good dude. <laughs> You're not going to lie and cheat and steal and, and you know do it just to get the grant. But there are a huge amount of research projects being pumped out from academia, and, and it's in their best interest to do more research. So they get more money for the school, so they can buy new stadiums and stuff like that, and entice more kids to come there, and you know, so so that they can get more federal student loan money, and then this giant bubble that we're creating, right, from multiple fronts. Now, one thing my buddy did say one time, and he's a PhD, works at one of the universities in the area, and he's a good dude, and I trust him. And the number he said was about fifty percent, almost. It was like forty-eight percent of the money that comes in from research grants goes to the administration at the college or university 
It's almost half the money. That's absurd. Right? I mean, that's federal money that gets pumped in as grant, and almost half of it just goes to basically is a subsidy of the universities. That's insane. That's a huge waste of resources. Let the colleges figure out to be cheaper and make, you know, entice students on any way they can. The cop just passed me. He's hitting his taillights. Let's see what happens. School's out. There's no school zone. Leave me alone, dude. There's a school out in the middle of nowhere. Literally out in the middle of nowhere. And it goes from like 60 miles an hour down to 15 or 25. <laughs> this school's out. The cop has hit his taillight. All right. Anyways, I'm not even speeding that much. So anyways, this journal was a great, it was a, it was a great read. It was really interesting. So I encourage you guys to go find it. I don't even know if I could probably go on Medscape's website and you could probably find it there. But it was on today's. It's uh, Friday, June 9th, right? It's June 9th. It's beautiful, blue, sunny. It's going to be like 75. It's going to be beautiful. We've got baseball games today. Greenhouse is booming. It's going awesome. I got tons of stuff growing in there. It's going awesome. I got um, the bees are buzzing like crazy. I got the crap stung out of me last weekend. So if you, just in case you're wondering, if you drink alcohol and then open a beehive, you're a little bit fumbly, and they don't like that. So don't drink too much alcohol. I didn't think I did, but apparently I, I pissed them off and they stung the crap out of me. Anyways, well, I got to go in there this weekend make them mad again. Hopefully they don't remember me. <laughs> There's a big giant bear coming to take their honey. <laughs> Put on a bear suit and go take the honey out of the hive. See how many times I get stung. Be funny. Anyways, okay, so what else is there? Um, U.S. Health and Human Services Director made a comment about uh, Medicaid getting cut, and he it was it was on, uh, I don't know, AAMP, I can't remember. And it was, it was interesting. The only reason I want to bring it up is that they were talking about um, they were being hypercritical of the administration, which I am as well. But I, I'm not sure if I should be yet, because I'm not sure what's going to fall out of this new this new AHCA law that's coming up with what cuts and the proposed budget from Trump's plan and all that stuff. But the number that was cut out of Medicaid, um, the current Medicaid system, was like $700 bill, billion over the next 10 years. It was a decent chunk of change. That's a decent chunk of change. I see a lot of Medicaid. And I don't know what that's going to mean to me. I just don't. It might mean that I lose patients and people don't get the services that they need. Now, in that defense, I have people on Medicaid that will come in three times a week if if I let them. <laughs> they, they just do. They don't care. They just There's no skin in the game. And we need to charge five bucks. Let them pay five dollars. And then that will decrease... The, the the these frequent flyers that don't do anything for their health and yet expect you just to give them pills to, to fix this where food and and good nutrition and exercise and lifestyle changes would completely fix all of the problems and I wouldn't have to see them but once a year to just do general lab work and say hey how's it going <laughs> and then, but they don't do it and I try to teach them they don't they just don't care it's a lack of giving a crap the give a crap factor is low. So I, I don't know what that's going to mean to me with the $700 billion. That's the proposed number. Now, now that, again, and I've said it in the past too, is that's the, the pure stripping away of the current Medicaid um, dollars going to the state. That does not mean that the states 
won't do something else different to make up the gap. And it also doesn't talk about the other funding sources that the federal government's going to do through block grants and other things that, that um, will get funneled to the states that will replace that Medicaid that's going away. So it's been my experience, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my, my 40s, that I've, I've seen enough government action that with social welfare programs in general, they almost never go away, they almost never go away, they almost never go away. And everybody gets all fired up about, oh, we're going to lose all this money. But I'm, it's just out of one, one bucket, it's probably going to go into another. It's shell game. It's to appease the draining of the swamp, quote unquote. But it won't do anything. And in effect, I don't think it's going to matter. So a year from now, when we're talking about this, we're, I'm going to be like, yeah, see, it didn't matter. Or you might see some administrative changes, the way things are running through your state. They may use that as an opportunity to revamp the state's programs um, because the funding isn't coming in. We need to revamp the way we're doing it here in our state, in our great state of blah. What are we going to do different? And then they'll get more control or change it somehow or you know, take more state tax dollars and, and under the guise of we need more for Medicaid. And in reality, it's already coming through a different bucket. So I, I think that that stuff happens. I really do. And I think that's what's going to happen here, too. So I don't think it's really going to change, but I don't know. The number's scary. It's a, it's a shock headline. <laughs> when you read that number, it's like, oh, crap. I see a lot of Medicaid. That might, that might make my job go away if that happens. At least this job. And I don't want it to. That's not, not my plan. Anyways, so uh, keep spreading the show, guys. Tell your friends. Uh, keep liking and sharing on Facebook. I'm still getting bumps, but I want to I see if we can get that thousand mark. I really need you guys. I really do. Oh, one other thing. I got a smart-ass comment from one of my buddies about uh, DEA prices, $731. He had to rub it put his thumb in my eye. Hey, hey jackass, you got it wrong. It's 731 All right, I was wrong. I apologize. I said it's like 725 or seven or something like that whatever it was so i'll i'll give him five bucks the next time i see him and say here dude i'm sorry i was wrong <laughs> here's your five bucks i was wrong um but it's 731 uh what else itunes keep listening on itunes guys i'm seeing a lot of comments coming in from people saying hey i'm on itunes keep telling me i want to hear from you guys if you're not listening or if you're listening on itunes and you're not a facebooker uh go ahead and go on to facebook every now and then just go onto the show and share it and like it just spread the word. If you're listening on iTunes, I'm not asking for any money. I'm not asking you to send me anything. I'm not asking you to go out of your way to do anything other than just, just like and share the show. That's it. That doesn't take much time, does it? And I do appreciate it because it, it is your time, and I do respect that. But if we need to keep this staying around, I need you guys to share the show. It needs to be valuable to people or else it's not going to be valuable to me. If nobody's giving me, giving me questions that are helping me grow, then uh, you know, this t it's just me talking to the ether. It doesn't give me anybody, anybody you know, any, any good information. And I need to know what you guys don't, don't know because if you don't know it, I don't know it, <laughs> most likely. And I need to figure it out too. Uh, don't forget uh, Twitter. If you're a tweeter, go on Twitter and, and you follow me, at the NP dude. And uh, that's all I got for today, guys. It's beautiful out. It's going to be a wonderful day. It's a great day. It's Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm not sure when I'm going to post the show, so hopefully I can get it out tonight or first thing in the morning. So uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Spend time with family and friends. Have a couple of libations. Do something fun that you like to do. Do something fun in your community. Maybe outreach and do something good for your community. 
That's what I, I want to do, right? Let's all do something fun. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.